The Movie Files, a podcast featuring behind-the-scenes tales of motion picture history, sponsored by Aplomb Publishing. Visit us on the web at www.aplombpublishing.com. Welcome once again to the Movie Files. I'm John William Law, your host. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're going to talk about Henry Fonda a little bit here today. Um, I haven't actually talked about Henry Fonda much. I, um, I, I can't for the life of me even remember if I've actually done a podcast that mentioned him or talked about him. Although I do recall, if I remember correctly, my I think my very first podcast on here was it was a was a podcast on a movie called Meteor with uh, Sean Connery and Natalie Wood uh, way, way, way back in, gosh, I don't know, 2007 or something. Gosh, seems like a lifetime. Um, but uh, Henry Fonda was actually in that. He played the president of the United States, I believe. Um, but we're going to talk about uh, one of his kind of greater performances, I would say, um, in a kind of good, interesting time for him. Um, Henry Fonda was certainly considered one of the kind of great Hollywood greats of the, you know, of the, certainly the kind of key Hollywood years from the, the 40s, 50s, you know, even in the 60s. And and Henry Fonda was one of those kind of few actors who sort of did really kind of um, run the gamut. He, 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 he made a lot of films, and he made them over a really long time. Um, he was fairly selective about his films. He was not a big fan of Hollywood, considering what a kind of major star he was uh, and how, you know, kind of synonymous or, or people kind of, you know, know who he is very, very easily. And certainly his, you know, his family legacy is to leave us with uh, great performances from not only himself, but his, his children. So Jane Fonda and Peter Fonda also obviously became, you know, kind of key stars and actors in their own right. Um but uh, Henry Fonda preferred kind of the stage. He was not as much of a fan of Hollywood. He really didn't like the kind of Hollywood um, kind of crowd, the kind of set, that kind of kind of experience, the, all the paparazzi and that type of stuff. He was a much more lower key guy. Um, Henry Fonda, there's a lot of mixed kind of messages, things you can get about Henry Fonda if you read about him. Um, he had a very tumultuous kind of relationship, certainly with his children. He was um, considered in a lot of ways a very kind of cold, unemotional guy. He didn't really show his, wear his emotion on his sleeve very easily. He would kind of bring that to work, um, but he was not that way as a kind of father figure. He was not an affectionate kind of guy. His his kids felt he, he could actually have very, you know, if, if he got emotional at all, it would result often in kind of things like angry outbursts. So um, he had fairly contentious or difficult relationships with his children. Um, and it would it would be kind of many years later when he was older, um, kind of near the years of his death, where I think he probably got a little closer. His children were with him by his side at the time that he died in like 1982, I think it was. Um, but uh, he had been married a number of times as well. So the father of, of uh, uh, as the father of Jane and Peter, um, his uh, wife at the time, he had, um, had been having an affair with a young woman and ended up um, telling his wife that he wanted a divorce, and she had a lot of kind of emotional and kind of uh, problems, and she would check herself into a kind of, or she'd be checked into a kind of psychiatric facility in like beginning of 1950, I think it was January, and then she would um, she would actually kill herself in in uh, in April of 1950, and he would move on, and he would get married again. He'd been married um, before her. He had married several times after her. Most of his marriages were fairly short-lived. He got married the last time, and the mid-1960s, and that marriage would kind of last until his death in, in the 80s. Um, but, uh, you know, he 
he was an interesting guy on the screen. He made a lot of really interesting films. He was, uh, again, he was not as big a fan of Hollywood, so his um, his interest in movies, you know, he would have to be kind of really gravitate to the role. Um, I think when he initially started doing films, you know, he obviously did work that the studio would contract, he was contracted with, it would kind of assign him, but as he kind of got into his own and, and would end up finding, you know, much more success in, in acting, he'd be able to kind of make decisions about what works he would do. You know, he would be nominated for Best Actor for uh, Grapes of Wrath in 1940, um, and then he would actually win an Academy Award um, in, uh, in, uh, for On Golden Pond in, uh, in 1981. Um, but he would... I would also make a film that we're going to talk about a little bit here, which is called 12 Angry Men, and it was kind of in the smack in the middle of his career in 1957. And, um, you know, he he was nominated for... He actually won an actor... He, he was nominated for Best Actor for, uh, for 12 Angry Men. He did not win the Oscar for the role. Um, it was one of the, um, one of the number of... Um, Nominations. In fact, actually, I think uh, now that I'm mistaken, he was nominated for Grapes of Wrath. Um, he did not win. He was actually nominated two times for Oscars, and then he would, or three times, and he would win Best Actor for, for, um, for uh, On Golden Pond in uh, 1981. So it would be the only Oscar he would ever win. Um, but he was nominated for Twelve Angry Men um, in 1957. And Twelve Angry Men was um, a uh, film that was directed by uh, Sidney Lumet, Lumet um, and uh, he, Henry Fonda was uh, one of the people who helped produce the film. Um, and uh, that was sort of what drew him back to uh, into Hollywood to make this, because he, he preferred kind of New York. He worked a lot on the stage, did lots of great stage performances, um, but occasionally he would get drawn back into Hollywood to make a film if he felt the film was was a, an interesting project and he was really drawn to the subject matter. So he didn't make films just to kind of be the starring role. or acquire. And you can tell by a lot of the films that he made, certainly in the latter part of his years, he would make some films where he would have these supporting roles in these major films or larger films. And if you even think of things like Meteor, for instance, or he made... Um, um, gosh, I don't even remember. He made a bunch of kind of films in the latter part of his career where he was doing kind of more supporting roles. Um, and he would do some of those, I think, more for probably to keep acting and probably to make money than, um, than because he was really drawn to them. But it, at the kind of key parts of his career, certainly around the time that he made 12 Angry Men, that was... Um, was something that he was he would draw be drawn to you know projects because he was interested in them and not so much for money and uh, and Twelve Angry Men was in fact very much that case Twelve Angry Men was um, a very difficult film to get made and that's why he was involved in producing it because he he really believed in the film believed in the idea of it and. Um, and so, therefore, he really took a, a lead role in trying to help get the funding for this. And there, there were a lot of difficulties in that in terms of trying to get the film funded um, because it was uh, a difficult film to kind of get the studio to buy into. 12 Angry Men is a courtroom drama, and courtroom dramas typically are difficult to make, um, certainly interesting on the big screen. I have talked about some of them before. In fact, I did a podcast a while back on um, uh, The Wreck of the Mary Deer, which uh, was a, I think I did it. Uh, I know I wrote about it. Uh, Hitchcock looked at making Wreck of the Mary Deer um, in the, 
1950s, uh, probably around the time, actually, that this film was made. Um, and he would give up on the idea because it, again, was another one of those stories that was primarily told in a courtroom. And it was always difficult to kind of get those stories um, on screen and make them interesting. Um, actually, Henry Fonda would make another film called The Wrong Man, which he would make with Hitchcock. Um, and that would also be um, somewhat of a courtroom drama. But uh, oftentimes with courtroom dramas, you know, they try and find ways to kind of get people out of the out of the screen. I actually did another one recently. I did a podcast on Adam's Rib, which is another courtroom drama type film. But a lot of times they will try and um, focus on action sequences that kind of lead up to, you know, the courtroom. But with 12 Anger Men, the interesting thing about the film is that the film's length is exactly the length of the story. So there is nothing added or taken away. It is not over a period of days or any of that. It's literally a courtroom, a deliberation in a jury room of a jury on a court case. Um, and the entire story is basically told within that jury room with those kind of 12 men who are deliberating on whether someone is guilty or innocent. Um, and so the entire length of the story is the length of the what happens in that deliberation. Um, and the entire story takes place pretty much in that room. So it is very limiting in terms of uh, that that fact. And so therefore, studios oftentimes find them very difficult. So in order to, do, to get the film funded, you know, things like, one, stars have to be involved. So Henry Fonda actually took a lead role in not only starring in the film, but actually then helping produce it. And so then he would look at other actors who would help as well to kind of you know, bring a really good kind of story to it. So you have actors like Lee J. Cobb, who was fairly well known um, at the time as a kind of actor, E.G. Marshall, Martin Balsam, um, Ed Bagley, Jack Klugman, who was sort of relatively new in his career, Jack Warden as well. Um, you know, these actors were sort of um, known for their kind of talent um, and, and kind of good actors. And so they they really brought a lot to the, their roles. But um, again, it was not a big action movie, so it really had to kind of depend on strong performances. The, um, the interesting thing about it is that the, the story is from a, it's from a guy by the name of um, Reginald Rose, um, and he was a young writer in the 1950s um, who, for the most part, um, came to be known for his television work. And in fact, uh, 12 Angry Men was first a television project, and that's how Henry Fonda came up came across it. Um, it was actually a uh, a Playhouse ninety TV show, um, and uh, Henry Fonda saw it and thought that it would make a really good film, and decided to kind of go forward. Robert Cummings, who is a relatively well known actor, was in the starring role in the TV version, the the role that Henry Fonda would take. Uh, but I think the idea was that they really needed a kind of first-rate actor. Cummings was mostly known for kind of more supporting roles. He didn't have a lot of really big kind of starring roles, and he didn't have the kind of, um, I don't know, strength of uh, character, I think, in a way to to bring that kind of seriousness to to the role. Uh, in, in Henry Fano's part in the, in the movie is really as the kind of jury foreman to really drive all the other kind of Jurors into making a decision and kind of keep the forward the story moving forward and and, and and kind of being a catalyst that which everything else kind of revolves around as the as the kind of lead actor in the film, you know, as the jury foreman. Um, and so uh, I think that Henry Fonda did bring a whole lot of energy to it that you really don't get in the TV version. 
the film was actually made on a really low budget. It was, I think, it was under four hundred thousand dollars. It was somewhere in the neighborhoods of uh, three hundred thirty-seven thousand, I think, is what I'd read. Um, and it, to get the film made, Henry Fonda, in fact, took a salary deferral so that he would make money if the film did well, um, rather than you know, kind of a salary. Um, it was shot in New York. He, Henry Fonda, again, preferred kind of New York and the East Coast over Hollywood, so uh, they decided to film the, the movie there. It was filmed in a very short time. It was about three weeks or so um, that they took to make it. Um, and again, they tried to use some different kind of you know, wide-angle lenses and some interesting, interesting camera shots and camera you know, angles to kind of, you know, keep the story, uh, the visual side interesting, even though the story is very much, again, stark and it's simple and it's, there's not a whole lot of sets and stuff to kind of keep you engaged in the story that's moving around. It's really about the performances. It was released in April of 1957, and um, it was uh, very critically acclaimed. Again, it would be nominated for Best Picture, and Henry Fonda would be nominated as Best Actor. So uh, it was, uh, the critics were very kind to the film. Um, and again, because it was made on a relatively low budget, it did um, it did okay. Um, it made somewhere in the neighborhoods of two million dollars, I think, over over a period of time. It was not a huge success at the box office. Again, there was all, there were obviously a lot of issues with whether people really wanted to kind of come out to the theater to watch a courtroom drama. Certainly, something that they in fact had seen on television, you know, not that long before, was difficult. Uh, also, the fact that it was black and white, it wasn't kind of this. Big big cinema, cinema color, technicolor X, you know, you know, film where they were making kind of movies, big kind of, you know, you know, uh, event movies at the time. And so 12 Angry Men was kind of a smaller movie. And I think the fact that they made it on a low budget was the only thing that really helped them turn a profit. Um, but uh, it would get, again, some really good acclaim. It has held up over the years. I think today it's still considered, you know, one of those really great kind of, you know, courtroom drama, certainly. If you think about courtroom drama films, it probably comes out as one of the tops. Um, it was nominated for, again, a number of uh, awards. Um, in addition to Best Picture and Best Actor, it was nominated for uh, Best Director and uh, Best Writing of an Adapted Screenplay. So, um, And then, again, it would get some other nominations for other awards like British Film Awards and things like that. Um, it is available today on, you can get it, I think it's available for download, digital download on places like iTunes and Amazon. It's also available on DVD. So it has sort of, you know, not become one of those forgotten films. There are lots of those films that, uh, courtroom dramas certainly that um, have been made over the years that sort of end up fading into kind of, you know, the backlog of, of films. And um, uh, 12 Angry Men is not one of those. It actually still holds up well today and, um, you know, is fairly engaging. I think the fact that it does have just an all-male cast is sort of interesting as well, um, which sort of today you could see, you know, that being remade. But, you know, obviously with women, then it would really wouldn't work with the name of the film. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's a, a great performance film though for actors and certainly as a stage production or a TV production um, it has been done a number of times and, and has held up um, so um, and it would be a great film for Henry Fonda I think in in the kind of annals of his career um, you know he did a lot of different films um, over a lot of different years and um, you know I think that this film um, is, is certainly at the period of maybe the 1950s is probably one of his stronger performances.
as I mentioned, is right before this, in 1956, he would have done The Wrong Man, and I think he did it War and Peace as well, which were, um, War and Peace obviously would have been a, a, a supporting or a, a, a role that, you know, there were lots of lots of parts in that one, and Wrong Man was not a, not a big success, again, not a huge hit for him. He did Mr. Roberts in 1955, which is probably his last really big film, um, and then in the, you know, at the end of the 1950s, most of his movies weren't really as, you know, they weren't as big. I did a few. Uh, Advising Consent was another kind of interesting kind of political drama that did, uh, again, not a huge success, but something that he would have been drawn to in the same way that he would have been drawn to um, 12 Angry Men. And then he did some other kind of supporting or, or other roles and things like The Longest Day and How the West Was Won. He also would do Fail Safe and play the President of the United States in Fail Safe in 1964, which was another kind of big film that you could, you could imagine him being drawn to because, again, the political commentary of it um, would have been big. Um, uh, most of his other films were, um, he did a lot of really, again, interesting films over the years. If you really look at, you know, the movies that he made uh, after Failsafe and doing, you know, things like um, In Harm's Met Way, he did in 1965. And um, he did a, 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 a police drama that I've actually, I don't know if I've talked about on here, I, that I find interesting. It's just called Madigan in 1968. And then he would do some comedy stuff with, you know, like Lucille Ball doing Yours, Mine, and Ours in 1968, as well as, you know, a very heavy-handed film, a dark film called The Boston Strangler, which was also around that time. He did a bunch of westerns as well, and then, um, you know, his, you know, last later films, really, you have to look at, you know, a couple of, you know, films like his appearance in Midway in the 1970s, 1976 time was fairly big, but then, you know, he would do some kind of less than successful films like Roller Coaster in 1977, The Swarm in 1978 was not one of his better films, and then Meteor in 1979, um, his last role, which luckily would be on Golden Pond, which he would win an Oscar for, would probably be the great, you know, performance that would really kind of cap off his acting career. And so it was good that he kind of went out on a high note. But I think if you really look at his career, um, you know, he made a lot of films in the early part of his career, but I would say that 1957 was sort of mid the midway point in the years of his career. Um, and um, he would make many films before that and many films after. But it is certainly one of the one of those really kind of great little you know, kind of character films of the 1950s that's certainly worth looking at. So thanks for tuning in. That's a little bit of a look at 12 Angry Men, and we'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.